Hey, hey guys, what's up? This is Nick Kugelman, and welcome to episode one of the Single Dads podcast. This is a podcast devoted to all the single dads out there trying to make a positive influence in their kids' lives and doing the best that they can. Um, I had initially planned on interviewing a good friend of mine. Um, however, the uh, timing didn't work up for episode one, and I didn't want to delay. So I uh, really just wanted to kind of provide a feed feedback, not feedback, but I wanted to provide just a, a background on my personal journey. And I don't want to make this podcast about me and and my <clears throat> my past, but I figured it'd be worthwhile to let you guys get to know me a little bit and uh, just kind of share uh, share a bit of my story with you. And I hope that, that this resonates. I promise not to harp on my past or anything like that. Uh, going forward in uh, episodes, I've listened to a few other podcasts about uh, single dad life, and it seems to be just a bitch session on uh, complaining about what the kid's mom's up to and, you know, new boyfriends. And all, all. there's even an episode of, about the uh, kid's mom and how she's she's got a, a, a drug problem. So I definitely don't want it to be about that. So let me share a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Nick Kugelman, and uh, I was married uh, I got married in 2008 uh, to my longtime girlfriend at the time. We met at uh, Boise State University in 2002 and uh, eventually got married in September of 2008. And we, uh, it was kind of hot and heavy. We, we really didn't, didn't uh, waste any time to say the least. Uh, got married uh, right after, <coughs> excuse me, got married right after I had graduated college uh, she had still had a semester to go, so we were getting that figured out. Um, and then they're pretty quick. Uh, right after she graduated, we got pregnant with uh, with our firstborn and quickly bought a house, moved in, had the baby, and then it was in you know focus, make money mode. How do you care for this for this new new baby, which I definitely didn't have any uh, any experience in prior to that, um, but. Really, just in the in the make money mode, being the best best dad I could at the time, being the best husband I could at the time, and um, ultimately that ended up kind of being the the story for our marriage. Uh, just kind of hurrying things along a little bit too fast. Uh, we had our second kid in 2012, and uh, my uh, kid's mom focused a lot from postpartum depression, which I I didn't really really notice. Uh, unfortunately, I was so focused on career and making money and taking care of the kids and trying to be present for her and uh, didn't do a very good job at that. And ultimately that ended up being just, uh, we ended up just kind of being like a roommate type situation. There wasn't much int intimacy there to speak of and uh, just kind of did our, kind of coexisted in the same same home and sure we were married and everything, but uh, ultimately that led to uh, her, us getting separated. Um, there were some circumstances around that that you know, isn't isn't worth sharing. So it's not not unique to the to the situation. But ended up going through through a, a separation and ultimately a divorce. Uh, divorce took about nine months. I got separated in 2015, and then divorced finally in uh, early 2000 2016. And so that 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 took a, quite a bit to get through as far as the the mental aspects and trying to be uh, not not a piece of shit to my uh, kids kids mother. And one thing that I did that I th I think I did right after quite after quite a while of, of holding a grudge, and to this day, um, you know, still deep down, I 
that there's there's some things I need to work through as far as uh, forgiveness and and all that kinds of stuff. But I feel like it's important that I that I own my side of the street, so to speak, and recognize my shortcomings in the relationship, which were uh, definitely significant. But really, just focusing on forgiving that other person and allowing yourself to to move on in a positive situation. And as I said, one of the one of the things that I did well was reframe my ex-wife as the other most important person in in my kids' lives. And that person, no matter how angry or agitated I might be, uh, in my kids' eyes would deserve all the all due respect and any ounce of help that I could ever provide that person, uh, regardless of my personal feelings and things of that sort, uh, need to be given. Um, so you'll hear me as I'm speaking, uh, you know, I, I may slip up and refer to her as, as my ex-wife, but I intentionally and deliberately try to say my, my kid's mother. And the reason why is it's not a baby mama. It's definitely my ex-wife, but it puts me in a good frame of mind when I'm able to uh, speak, speak to her, uh, even on this podcast, as if she's the other most important person in my kid's lives uh, besides me. So I don't know if you guys have ever been through uh, a divorce or, you know, some type of circumstances where you have have a baby mama. Maybe perhaps you did not get married, but you still have a child with with somebody else. And now you're you're in a co-parent situation. Um, I think it's incredibly important to really kind <clears> of <throat> get get that frame of mind together where you're you're in a good good mind space as far as how you approach them. Uh, you whatever happened prior to uh or whatever happened between you and that other person, at least in my case, needs to be kind of forgave and, and forget and put aside. And now the most important thing is just focusing on the kids and being the best co-parents that you can possible. Um, and I can tell you from personal experience, that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, for instance, uh, there was years, probably probably about two years, where, where it, it was pretty bad. We didn't get along. Um, it was It was difficult. And I often found it impossible to not not poison the kids' uh, relationship with their mother. You know, certain things that were said and done uh, it would have been incredibly easy for me to take the the easy road and just kind of bash her. But I always tried to protect that view that they have, their, that opinion that they have of their mother, because it's it's incredibly important that both parents are equally involved in the kids' lives um, to the extent that it's healthy. Perhaps when parents got got some emotional or emotional issues or substance abuse issues and whatnot. But to the extent that both parents are stable and good human beings, uh, there's no reason why one side needs to win and one side needs to lose. And it's, it's incredibly important to not use the kids, kids as a weapon. Um, so that was another piece that I feel like uh, really, really, I, I, I took it to heart. I never wanted to use the kids as a weapon. One thing that we put into place was a, um, and I'm just kind of doing a brain dump here, um, for you guys, but <clears throat> I promise the uh, next episodes will be a bit more put together. But I uh, just kind of want to break you guys down on, on some of the things that I've I've been through and and things that have that have really helped me. And just kind of a quick tidbit, so I don't waste a bunch of your guys' time talking about the whys, but just kind of giving you that tactical. Hey, here's here's what we did, here's what worked, uh, and that kind of thing. So uh, one thing that we we did quickly was have a shared calendar. Uh, that shared calendar was for a couple of things. One, it was the custody calendar, so I would know what days I had the kids, what days she had the kids, and if there needed to be any kind of uh, massaging as far as 
you know, hey, I'm going to be out of town for work or, hey, I'm going on a trip or she's going on a trip or needs to be on, uh, out of town for work. We can adjust that schedule and both of us will be working off of the same schedule that we had connected to our phones and make it really easy and intuitive to know exactly what's going on. Um, so that that was that was critical. The next thing was uh, like reimbursement. Um, in, in my case, I need to pay. Uh, I have to pay child support, obviously, but uh, child support goes through the state um, in Idaho, at least. And but there's also other expenses that need to get paid paid to her, including uh, like she has a health insurance. I'm self-employed, so uh, she has health insurance for the kids, and so I need to reimburse her for my portion of that. So uh, we created a. Uh, we just use Venmo, but there's other applications out there like Cash App. Makes it a lot easier than exchanging cash or writing writing a check. I would not recommend cash uh, as far as exchanging exchanging money uh, for the simple fact of there's no there's no way to like actually prove that you paid it. Um, so check if you have to, but uh, it's much easier just to do like a Venmo or the Cash App or or the equivalent uh, to exchange money. Um, so I find that's a really easy way to, to get things done. And I don't know your financial circumstances, but one thing that that I always appreciate is my, my kid's mom is really good about staying on top of details as far as like signing the kids up for soccer, basketball, climbing club, whatever. And whenever she gets a bill, she'll <clears throat> shoot me a text message with a picture of the bill, which I also believe is super important. Um, and then um, I will then uh, reimburse her through that application for my, my portion of it. Um, Venmo in particular allows you to actually request money with a certain amount. Um, so that could be useful as well. So the shared calendar, uh, Venmo for, for exchanging, exchanging dollars, etc. And, uh, through, through our divorce decree, we had kind of a setup, you know, percentage on what I'm, I'm supposed to reimburse, what she's supposed to reimburse and so on and so forth. And there's some caps in there. Um, it's never been an issue as far as on my end, as far as like malicious spending and things like that. I try not to put in, you know, nickel and dime type stuff, you know, like kids' birthdays, you know, if the, if you, if the kids get invited to a birthday and it's my day, uh, or my, my time with the kids, then I'll just pick up, pick up the present and I don't expect my, my kid's mom to pay for that. Um, but your financial circumstances might be different, but that just seems to be, uh, what works for, works for us where we're not nickel and diming each other for just kind of one one off type of scenarios like birthday parties and things like that for that the kids might get invited to. Um, another thing that's that's critical is communication. So communication on our part, uh, we didn't do a very good job of this up front, but something that we did well at um, after after probably about the first right after we got the divorce was finalized and a lot of the drama stopped and we both were kind of in a better mind space. Uh, was communication through text message and certainly a phone call can work, but not ignoring that text message and delaying giving an answer to the other person's things come up. Uh, you might need to juggle a schedule. Uh, for us, uh, I don't know on her side, but I made the agreement with myself that the second I see a text message from her, if I can possibly respond, I, I respond immediately or uh, next to immediately the, the first possible instant. Uh, that I'm able to uh, have a conversation or, or an answer or something like that. Um, just trying to be very quick, deliberate, and get everything out there so there's no ambiguity, especially if you know she's asking me to pick up the kids or I'm asking her to pick up the kids or something like that. I don't want there to ever be a delay in any stress or anything like that related to uh, you know that, that communication. So kind of keeping the lines of communication open, at least in my case, is... <clears throat> was really helpful and, and eliminated a lot of stress on my side. 
So uh, in any case, guys, uh, just wanted to get a quick episode out there. I know this is kind of not super organized, but I, I promise that in the future we'll have a more more of an outline and a specific topic that we'll be covering for that specific day uh, or that, that specific episode. But uh, if you have any questions or whatnot, uh, feel free to let us know. Uh, we're more than happy to, to get them answered. I definitely want to make, make this kind of a community project as opposed to just me coming up with topics and then, you know, saying whatever I think is important. This really is all about the community. If you've got a question or, or something that you want feedback on, um, I'd definitely be more than happy to give my feedback. I'd love to hear feedback from you guys on, on your thoughts and how to handle a situation. So uh, I'm in the process of creating the website, but uh, Single Dads Podcast will be the website. And the podcast is available on all the major podcast networks at this point. So feel free to give us a like, uh, subscribe, and rate us. That'll help us kind of get spread the word as far as more views and on the scene. And uh, really appreciate you guys giving it a listen. And have a fantastic day. And go Boise State Broncos are going to play uh, – play Hawaii uh, tonight. So have a good one. Take it easy.